Yes. It's time for one hour of doom with Ravenclaw and Juniper. Oh, wait, wait, what's that? Hold up, listener. Oh, we didn't see you there, listener. Uh, allow me to introduce myself. I'm Ravenclaw, and who, who is with me here in the House of Doom? I am the almighty Juniper. <laughs> there he is, Juniper. Are you wearing a fine cloak on this Sunday, grim, grim Sunday? Yes, you are. I don't need to even ask. Yeah, you can, you can use your imagination there. Yep. It's completely covers your body except one little spot, if you know what I'm saying. Wink. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, so this is Ravenclaw Juniper's One hour, hour of doom. doom. Oh, yeah. I think it's only hour of doom, but we assume it's only one hour. But yeah, it can that's be, a good it, point. Yeah, if we do two hours, we at least include one hour of doom in those two hours. In fact... It kind of gives us some wiggle room. If only half of the doom happens in that two hours, well, we still have an hour of doom. So, exactly, it gives us a lot of flexibility and uh, stuff. But yeah, you know, Ravenclaw and Juniper, we were founded in a uh, Yukon uh, territory area, yep. and oh, um, yeah. you know, we were walking in a graveyard in the Yukon territory, and then it just dawned on us that we are. You know, we're just totally goth. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, just a couple of uh, retired MySpace slash vampire freaks dudes. Yeah, old guys. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really mid middle aged panicking men, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, dude. So here we are. It's our first podcast episode, you know, and, you know, there's always topical things to talk about, but I can't think of anything going on in the news that would be topical. Sounds boring to me. So, you know, let's just start it off, you know. I thought, listen, we're at the House of Doom, but not everything has to be Doom, right? There can be MVPs, most valuable players. Yeah. And so, Juniper, I asked thee, what's your MVP of the week? Um, my MVP of the week is the... Uh, the hipster who sold me a delicious cheeseburger this afternoon. Okay, so first of all, let's break this down. It was a hipster. Oh yeah, yeah. Like what kind of hipster? Like, like, like uh, Seattle like grunge a... hipster? Maybe a uh, you know two thousands Goodwill, rate, you know, closet rating hipster, Portlandia hipster, you, you know, iPhone hipster. What kind of hipster? Um, I want to say like aspiring, uh, aspiring movie director hipster with like one of those hats and a man bun that goes through the little hole in the back of the hat. Oh, and okay. A, nice and, and secure. Yeah. And a curly mustache that says I am a dandy when I'm not at work. Hmm. A dandy. 
you know what? He may have suspenders on, and you don't even know. See, I assumed it was a guy, but it, it can, anyone can have a mustache. That's fine. Yeah, so yeah. That's cool. So um, it was a burger then. What, what kind of burger? Oh, it was a uh, it was just a barbecue burger. Yeah. Okay. Was, I was I was so cautious. Um, like, it's like basically we found like this burger place, and um, it's the, because of like the virus and everything. Um, it's one of the only places that's open in my area, and it's actually like one of our favorite spots. And um, hell yeah, you uh, yeah, like it's uh, nobody's there, and you go in and you like open the door with your pinky and then when they ask you to you know sign your um you know sign for your payment they like drench the pen in like fucking virus <laughs> killing like it's it, I, like uh, uh, i don't know yeah but um but yeah whoever whoever is out currently still working um in the midst of all this shit uh that's that those are the mvps right now i think yeah, so interesting. So when you went there, were there other people around picking up food as well? No, not at all. Um, which is, I'm surprised. Like some places are even still open. Um, like places that are normally packed are still open, and like, you know, you're like the only one there. Um, I guess it's good to support local businesses because um, they're still paying their employees. So if you don't show up, then like, you know, they're not going to do well. Yeah, I get nervous about it because a lot of these places, the profit margin is like $2 and they're already on the verge of closing and something like this could wipe a lot of these, you know, yummy places out. Yeah, totally. But, um, so who's your, uh, MVP of the week? Oh, flipping it on me. I mean, to me, I, in a similar say, I'm going to say HelloFresh, uh, because here's so here's the deal, right? Currently, if you're listening to us sometime in the future, it's the boring but you know, very topical coronavirus thing. And so your advice is stay home and all that. So I've been getting hella fresh. I've been wanting to do this anyways. You know, I, I don't think I'm a good cook. I'm not one of those assholes that's like everything I touch is gold. Oh yeah, no, let me cook it. No, I'm a shitty cook. I don't like to do it, but it has been motivation to do it. It's very hold your hand, you know. It's almost insulting because it gives you a little packet of of grated cheese, and it's like use this much cheese, you idiot. Like don't overload it with cheese this much. That's all you get. And because it has all these separate little ingredient packets, I am using the right amount as if I'm Gordon Ramsay, and as if I just know, oh, you just got you just got to take one of these, you know. (laughs) So that's I'm like it's like Lunchables, but for grown men. Yes, it, it it really is. It's lunchables for grown men and women, and 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 non-binary folks. Yes, grown men, all kinds. Um, and it, I know it's legit because with the pasta, they make you keep the pasta water, and that's one of those pasta hacks that I discovered in the last year that blew my mind. You put some pasta water in your sauce as you're finishing it up, and it emulsifies. And so, uh-huh. you know, really, when you're just having a you know, middle class white guy's life, that's what you do um, during a coronavirus epidemic. So yeah, I it's been it's been good. I get four of them a week and then uh 
this is good on topic though because it could easily bring me to my shame of the week mm-hmm. um and i'm gonna do that then we'll get, we'll get to your shame but it's this little this little you know right turn i'm doing it's gonna you're, it's gonna make sense in a minute um because the other thing that i had was whole foods delivered and now you think oh whole foods what are you doing okay you bourgeois you know no when you go on amazon and you try and order groceries because they own whole foods it's one of their max affiliate things so it was just in my face i didn't want to go to the grocery store so i ordered it and it was fine it actually came everything i ordered mostly just got some good cuts of meat and stuff put some of that in the freezer uh to augment my hello fresh stuff but so on the door i just put a sign that said thank you Please leave groceries at my door and I'll get them. And also I did. And I mean, I did tip the guy properly on the app. He read it. I saw him read it through my window, but then proceeded to put the groceries and put them in my back porch. And it was just weird and creepy. Like what, why are you going off script, buddy? Just put the groceries there. So that was my shame because it just felt weird. I'm having a guy go to my back porch. He just drives groceries, but. And you told him to go to your front porch. Yes. That's a little weird because you have to like open a latch and go through a gate and then go up your back porch to the door. Yeah. I just, I don't, and I don't understand it because he's got to be swamped, right? 10 times as many people are ordering, you know, there's people, there's, there's, bitchy people, parents that are at home, they can't deal with their kids. You know, they ordered the Whole Foods and they're going to be, they're not going to tip and they're going to be twice as bitchy about it. Um, I, I made it a seamless transaction. Drop them. You don't need to worry about me and how I, how I look, you know, for all I know, I'm a diseased freak. You don't need to know about that. Just drop it in my front porch. And so it, it just threw me off. So it's not a shame. But it just kind of threw off my game. Like, you know, I just, because cause my biggest thing is I'm, I'm helping you. You don't want to see my face. If you're delivering to me during a viral epidemic, you don't want to see anyone's face. For me, oh, I'm, yeah. if I don't see anyone's literal face, like in the flesh for two months, that will be great, you know? And then, then fine. In two months, fine, I'll start seeing faces and it will be a great, a great experience. But, you know, my survival instincts have already started to kick in. Like, I'm drinking filtered tap water. Do you not normally drink filtered tap water? Normally drink bottled water. Yeah. You know, I was thinking, like, because when something happens, you typically, like, freak out like an idiot, like everybody, and you want to, like, buy bottled water and do all this shit. But then, like, I, so I was thinking, like, oh, my God. I need to get like fucking 30 cases of water or whatever. But then yeah. I like, I thought about it and I was like, wait a minute. I'll just get a filter for my sink. Yeah. And it's not <laughs> entering. The virus isn't entering the water supply and like yeah. turning normal water into disease water. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, the, but yeah, no, I had that yeah. thought too. The, the tap water on the East coast is so much better in the tap water in the midwest and uh, i fucking miss it a lot um 
it tastes horrible out here and I don't I have no idea what is in it I think it's like hard water with like some kind of calcium and other minerals in it and it just tastes like ass um so yeah but I mean I, I guess you get used to it but um yeah I wonder if like New England water tastes like ass to Ohioan people that's possible you know. um your dang city boy water yeah but nothing can compare to like Florida water maybe the water just I mean obviously it comes from you know different places and all that but that um, country I... boy but yeah so so that was my thing is he just threw me off and and what's also weird is when you're going through this type of epidemic why did that throw me off because i think under normal circumstances i wouldn't have cared that the guys for whatever reason going to my back porch but him going to my back porch it was like are we in some end times where like he's afraid that you know i'm the one guy on the street that has food so people are just going to like swarm to the house that has food and raid me or something. That's what it felt like. That's the kind of paranoid thoughts that start to seep into your brain, uh, you know, early on in a uh, pandemic type of situation, especially when there's no other frame of reference for it, you know, because every other frame of reference I've heard, you know, swine flu, whatever, mad cow disease. Okay. Mad cow disease. Oprah was had one serious episode about it. She was like, guys, my cow disease is not a joke. And then she wagged her finger at us. And that was it. <laughs> that was, you know, that was as deep as that got. Um, but yeah, you, you start to have those type of paranoid thoughts. So we'll see how it goes. I've got a pea pot order coming because I'm just trying to avoid the grocery stores. Mm -hmm. Just, I just don't want to, I don't want to be part of the whole drama of it. You know, you go in there and then it's just everyone's looking at each other, probably like, get your goddamn disease away from me. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I Everyone's looking at each other like we're all zombies. Like, it's kind of, yeah. it's, it's kind of <laughs> crazy. Um, like, I was like, I, I was just going for a walk um, the other day and um, someone was walking towards me on the sidewalk from like, you know, like um, a quarter mile away or whatever. And like, by the time they got within a hundred feet of me, they were like walking in the middle of someone's yard just to avoid me because I was walking in the sidewalk. So they, they, they like swerved around me by like <laughs> 50 feet. And I was like, wait a minute, do I have the fire? Like, it's just like, it's just crazy. It's, it's kind of apocalyptic in a way, but not, not like, not as bad as other places. Like, oh yeah, I think it's also like compared to African countries where that are just far more stricken with, you know, locally, more local epidemics and just, you know, related to, to you know, problems, partially because malaria is huge there, for example. Mm. Uh, there's, there's just a lot of, it, it's an environment that viruses can sort of thrive and, and whatnot. Uh, you know, in America, we're just spoiled because we only have a pandemic situation I mean, I think it's pandemic-wise, probably a cent uh, century, right? Um, the yeah, Spanish it's, flu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy, like how history repeats itself. Because, um, I mean, this sort of uh, yeah, this happened. Things sort of seem to come up again, like every every hundred years or so. I think, like just like different, not not things aren't exact, but just like different patterns of 
of certain things that you see just sort of come up again. And it's, it's kind of weird that this is happening pretty, you know, pretty much a hundred years, um, after the last really bad one, but it's, I mean, we have so many more resources now and, uh, I don't think we were prepared because like, I think we're so advanced in certain ways that like, we just get cocky and we don't think that we could be taken out by something like a virus. Yeah. To me, what's interesting is me personally, I was thinking the next huge thing was going to be another war where there's just so many, you know, tensions with other countries and, you know, you can get into the politics, which I don't want to get into, but there's a lot of tension throughout the world. And I was just thinking there's got to be some kind of a, a, a war coming up. And then, you know, this happened and it's just kind of like a twist. It's like, Oh no, this is what's going to be the next thing for a bit, you know? And it will be, to me, it'll be interesting to see, okay, are people then going to maybe be thinking, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, guys, war is kind of stupid when, as a human race, we could all be wiped out by viruses. But no, probably not. It's probably going to be like, whew, that was a close one, you guys. All right. Um, <laughs> so what is Iran doing again? Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think is the main thing that is keeping people calm right now? Well, I mean, part of it is the actual virus and what it does, and then the economic impacts can be two different things. And there's a lot of people that if they're not participating in the economy right now, or they have a certain type of job, they're not really feeling it. You know, like I'm having a completely different experience as like working in IT and just working from home now than someone whose life is going in to an office and working with the public too. I mean, think about it. If you work with the public every day, suddenly not only you're not working with the public, you're not working with anyone. Mm -hmm. So I think there's, but some people just due to where they work or the fact that they're not in the workforce yet or are coming out of the workforce. To me, that's, that's one of the things It's not everyone's, having the true problems, you know, I think there's some people are getting double whammies where maybe they're, you know, they have a more service oriented job and also they live with aging parents and where this is happening, they're getting the double whammy of, okay, your job screwed and your health screwed. That's probably to me, that's it. Um, you know, and I think the other thing is there's just so much n news media noise that they make a big deal about everything. So when it's happening again, oh, this is a big deal. It's kind of like, yeah, you said the other nine things are a big deal. So, you know, they kind of sometimes cry wolf, in my opinion. <laughs> what about you? What do you think? What do you feel is keeping, is keeping it? Because I mean, really, there's still order. That's the thing, because the survival instincts for me, they go out and I'm thinking like I'm playing a video game. And I'm like, OK, what do I have in my inventory? Oh, OK, I've got some masks. Oh, oh, shit. I shouldn't say I have masks. You know, I'll get raided by people that want to steal my N95 masks if I have them. Maybe I don't have them. Who knows? Um, but yeah, that type of thing. Like I'm taking inventory. My, I'm thinking about how am I going to have water to keep being alive? But it's not in, anywhere near there. It's you know, mostly really just a bunch of people like 
going crazy staring at their living room ceiling <laughs> or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um... Looking out the blinds and seeing, you know, an old lady walk a dog and being like, get off my property. <laughs> that type of thing. Yeah. I, think, yeah, it's, what... I think it's Before... two things. Um, one is people get used to things really fast. So like when it, there was like a week or two where like there was like in the beginning, people thought it was a joke. Like for the most part, we were just like, oh yeah, this is just going to be some bullshit. And then there was like that initial scare when, when they started coming out with numbers like, oh yeah, um, like a hundred thousand people are going to get it or whatever. Like, you know, it just, they started like giving people all these like facts and figures and then people really freaked out. Um, and, but we've been kind of doing this for a, a little bit now. And I think that people are realizing like, we're not like running out of food right now and we're not running out of water. Like, I think that, uh, people are also benefiting from spending more time at home, like with their families. I'm definitely benefiting because it's motivating me to do like more creative things. Um, I think it's why we were motivated to actually get this podcast going is because we yeah. were just, we're just getting bored and, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it just, you, you, your mind starts to sort of take over and, um, and, well, and it's not so bad be, being forced to be at home. I mean, I like to go outside and take walks and go on light hikes. You like to go on more extreme hikes than I do and probably be outside more than I do. But there's still, when you're in your house, I mean, it's not that bad. There's plenty of shit to do. And I know this weekend for me, what was, you know, reactivated was that, you know, inner dad, like I'm, I don't want to have kids, but if I did the inner dad coming out and dude, I, hammered the shit and fixed the shit out of my like shed door that had been decrepit like now no now if you wanted to like steal shit from my shed you'd have to just take an axe to it instead of literally just jingle it a little bit and then it would open so like that's the kind of thing i saw that and i'm feeling positive so i was like okay that's a positive thing that i, I otherwise i would have just been another weekend where I just screw around all weekend because I'm so exhausted from the week before and then I don't do anything. Yeah. So yeah, that is a good point. I will say, yeah, I think people are kind of just adjusting that, okay, this is just how things are going to be for a little bit. Uh, hey, it was weird for me because it was a little more than two weeks ago. I was kind of embarrassed to, to mention to my manager, hey, you know, I think I maybe should work from home you know, compared to this, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, a week after that, it's basically, I would be in, I need special permission not to work from home. And see, what, what's interesting, too, with this whole coronavirus thing to me is I don't want to talk about it, you know? I'm like, come on, th avoid it. Don't, don't catch the bait of what's the current biggest topic. But then inevitably you just give in, you know, mm -hmm. because it is it is that interesting, though. I don't think it's there's some certain media things that are just extremely uninteresting or only have one dimension to it. You know, a celebrity dies and it's 
okay, the celebrity died. I mean, there's not a million different things, but with the coronavirus thing, it's just a bunch of dominoes hitting all kinds of industries. You know, um, the other other night I was listening to some local podcast. Uh, I won't mention it because I forget the name of it, but it was about this uh, tattoo shop that I got some tattoo work done, how they're kind of banding together as a local community and trying to save money amongst them because, I mean, tattoo shops are closed down, uh, at least in Massachusetts. I, I don't know about Connecticut, but they're closed. And those are already the kinds of small businesses that are going to get sh- you know shook off if they can't do what they're doing for a few months. And there's then going to be people are slow to return to it in some ways. I'll, I don't know. Maybe we'll actually be people will be so thirsty that suddenly business will go from zero to 100. But yeah, yeah this maybe. podcast, the podcast, the guy was basically talking about how all these businesses that kind of operated in the same area, but were just different fields are now suddenly working with each other because they realize like, okay, I'm a tattoo shop. You're a small bakery. We both really are the same place economically and affected the same way suddenly. And that's what just goes in, into it. I think work is never going to be the same in the country because I think, unfortunately, small businesses are going to see just how easy it is to get fucked if you're a small business, like a tattoo shop or something like this happens. And so I'm really hoping it doesn't go that way, but I think they're either going to need to figure out ways to, you know, like how do you digitize tat- getting a tattoo done? I can't think of how to do that. So I, I really just hoping, because when you were mentioning that burger place, I'm thinking, okay, good. I, I'm picturing you there. I'm picturing the one worker there going like, okay, yeah, I got some customers. Hell yeah. Um, but, you know, that you said that's one of your favorite burger places. Do you think they're going to be around in three months? Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't... A lot of places are still open... And, um, they, uh, they like, I, I didn't realize how many places are actually still open. Like, like, yeah, like tattoo places are closed down, but a lot of like coffee shops and restaurants and stuff, like they're still fully functioning. It's just that it's all takeout. So like even coffee places, I, I went to this like coffee place today and you couldn't go inside, but like you drive around back and then someone just brings you whatever you want and it's just like you're you know they, they don't have to lose customers they they just have to change how they serve people see and i like that more most of the time the restaurant that wins out like chipotle wins out for me as one of the, a chain place because their takeout process i can go online i can do my order and i can literally just walk up to this area and grab my food no one has to even look at me. Mm. You know, the the next step would be if there was like an outdoor window where I could, I'm not going to be wearing a bathrobe, but I could be wearing a bathrobe and I could just pick up my food. To me, that may actually have more restaurants in the future because one of the huge things is it takes a lot of space to have a restaurant. It takes a lot of space to have a dining room. But maybe there, maybe you're onto something there that like if these places can just operate leaner because they don't have dining areas and people are just more to go focused 
they can survive on that. They can survive with a smaller staff. They can survive with, you know, encouraging people. This is just how convenient this is. Because for me, I've always, when I'm cooking food, it's like, okay, the effort of cooking this food is less effort than going to get takeout. Or is it more effort? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I like cooking just because, like, food, dude, food is so fucking good where we're from. And moving across the country to go to school out here, like, I can't tell you how hard it is to find, like, like Italian food. Like, it just doesn't, like, this isn't where they settled, you know, like, a hundred years ago. Um, so let me ask you, though. Other, I know craft beer is a big thing in Ohio, but is there something that you would say okay in ohio blank is definitely better um yeah i mean like there yes like like craft beer the coffee shops are all like incredible um uh, okay but but okay answer me this all right okay i'm sweating my ass off working in my yard all day right you know my wife says Hey, you know, you may want to just take a break. You know, you're getting really sweaty. I'm like, no, let me do what I need to do, right? And I work it up, right? Okay. Then I go in the house. It's 5.30. I'm in Ohio, and I am fucking hungry, all right? What do I eat in Ohio when I'm fucking hungry? That's just going to make me go, mm, you know? Okay, um... I mean, there's still like there's there's good sushi and uh, like Thai food and stuff like that. Like, like there's good burger places and don't they have like that. a lot of farming and stuff? Like maybe the the meat is like grass fed burgers and stuff. Um, I, I feel like there's more farms there than like where we're from. Yeah, yeah, there are there are definitely like way more farms out here, but um, I don't like. I mean, there there are, are grocery stores where you yeah you, like you there are just better deals on like produce and meat and stuff like it's just much much cheaper in certain places um, and there are, like are a lot of farm stands and and uh, like dairy barns and all that stuff. Um, Connecticut has a lot of that stuff too, but like everything is more expensive there by default. But uh, mm. the, the 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 seafood here. And the pizza here are the two things I would just not that even are bother. horrible. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, like you can't like where. I mean, you don't want to eat fish that's been like fucking frozen and in a truck. You know, like you want to, like when you uh, when you're like anywhere in New England, like it's just gonna be fresher, especially if you if you're from the shoreline. Um, it, it, you just you don't want to bother with that out here. Um, yeah. Um, and the pizza. Have you like, been to a county fair yet? <laughs> I haven't. I haven't been to like a big, like, huge fair or festival or anything. But I did go to a balloon festival, which is like all these different people bring their hot air balloons, and they um, they inflate them, and then at night they you know how like the hot air balloons have fire so yeah yeah so wait so, so it's their hot air balloons like if you there's these are just people that own a hot air balloon yes um wow <laughs> people 
I don't, yeah. So there's like, there's this place where I think it's like, um, it was some kind of, maybe it was some kind of small airport or something. Cause there were, there were like planes there and stuff, but, um, yeah, people set up, you know, like, like eight or 10 hot air balloons and they fly them and then you like, they come and land and they all land like in a circle together or whatever. And then, um, and then at night, you know, they like, they light them up and stuff with the fire and it's just it's just like this unbelievable looking thing and and then people are free to roam around the field like amongst all these hot air balloons while like they're being lit up and it's just like it's kind of crazy and i've never like like i've never seen anything like it and i i took it i took a ton of pictures Damn. of it but um yeah it's super cool um and uh yeah i i mean i mean i came here in the fall and then it was winter, but I'm sure like now that it's springtime, pretty much, um, we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll end up doing something. Oh, we, we went to a Renaissance fair and that was like massive. Like the big, it was like a, a permanent place with all this, like, you know, all these, yeah, little, yeah. it was, that was pretty interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, there's just so much stuff out here that you don't really do um in connecticut but um but going back to uh to um things that are holding people together in these like spooky times um i think netflix some some of the shit that's come out on netflix in the past month is has been like some of the best entertainment like i've ever seen yeah you know i was thinking about this too and what i thought was interesting they just lucked the F out because when you think about it, this is programming that they were, you know, planning a year ago, two years ago in some cases, you know, and it was going to come out now. And they just happened to have such a strong load of, you know, good releases. Like, you know, from my side, I've been watching Beastars, which is this anime about these... Uh, it's kind of like a, a very noir take on Zootopia, as weird as that sounds, but hmm. it's a cool anime about, you know, predators and prey animals living together and how that would work. Uh, you know, Alter Carbon is a cool sci-fi show that I've watched. The, its new season came out. Um, you know, there's been some good stand-up specials. Of course, Tiger King is one of the the thing everyone's uh, loving right now. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's literally just hit right now when everyone is home and like bored as hell they just luck yeah. out um it's yeah i mean it's definitely helping to like take the mind off of things and it it makes staying home more enjoyable like um tom segura's special came out uh burt kreischer's came out um mark maron just had one come out and uh there's just a whole bunch of good shit i started watching trailer park boys all over again and um but dude tiger king like i i didn't give into the hype right away but when you watch the whole th like it's kind of slow like the first couple oh yeah episodes, does this go to your uh shame of the week this goes to my shame of the week oh um, yeah actually like when you watch the whole thing like you don't know dude it's like it's caused such a it's it's getting such a response it's hilarious like all the memes that are coming out are just like 
top shelf. Like it's some of the best social media shit I've ever seen. Um, did you, how far did you get with it? I'm only two episodes in. So I, I, so basically, but the, the way the twist of it, the lady, like the PETA lady to me, I'm, we're just learning that there's really suspicious stuff with her. And look at if there's, I'm probably going to have it spoiled. So if you're listening to this and you're having it spoiled, oh, well, I mean, Um, I'm not going to totally spoil it for (laughs) you. Like, like there's, there's something you learn about the, um, the tiger King himself, like, um, you know, oh shit! Like, they, like they, basically after like the third or fourth episode, it really gets kind of nuts, and you just sort of keep learning things um, about each character as you go along, and it's just like one what the fuck moment after another. But um, Carol Baskin is <laughs> what a witch! Like, <laughs> like she, dude. I, I mean, honestly, like as I say that, I think like. I I don't know, dude. Like, one second you like a character, then another minute you hate the character, and it's like, these... And then you realize at the end, like, every single person on the screen during this whole thing it's is fucked. just just <laughs> the biggest, like, lying, horrible con artist, and and it's, like, so entertaining. Like, it's, it's, like, it's, it's unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. Um... Could you like? Would you have ever imagined that there would just be like an Oklahoma ranch with like fucking three hundred tigers and lions on it, like owned by this fucking? No, and what I'm trying to figure out is what that. My thoughts are okay. When do we find out? Like, they obviously thought this was a different kind of documentary than it ended up being. You know, they're letting they're doing all this filming with these guys, but obviously at some point they're not gonna be happy with it. You know, like there was a um another documentary on Netflix numerous years ago, Queen of Versailles. And that documentary was is about one of the the richest families in America, something like that. Some uh timeshare millionaire, multimillionaire. Yeah. Yeah. And basically she thought that it was gonna be like a piece that made them look good but in actuality they ended up looking horrible in it and it makes with this you know the tiger king it makes me wonder like okay when they were giving all (laughs) this time to the camera like going through all this stuff and sharing all this stuff like did they think that netflix was going to make them look like the coolest most awesome person like basically how they want to be viewed as i mean you know i do think the Tiger King guy uh, is cool as hell, but I'm also only two. <laughs> I'm only two things in, so oh who knows? Oh my god, dude, you <laughs> you have like you have to see at least like three more episodes to see how fucked everybody is. Like all these new characters keep coming up, and um, oh man, I like I don't want to completely spoil it for you, but one thing, one like ongoing theme. So, um, did they? In the first two episodes, did they already mention how Carol's husband went missing? Yeah, that was the thing as you start to find out how she's, you know, not just a righteous PETA person, but instead has this weird side story of potentially 
having a hand in something. <laughs> I'll say. Yeah, yeah. Like Joe, like the Tiger Kings, and and just like all all these people on his side, they all believe that she killed her husband, probably like because he was a millionaire or something, and and she was like, you could just, oh my god, dude, like the. I don't I don't know whose side the camera crew was on but the way that they like filmed her riding her bike was just so <laughs> like she just she's but, such a witch like it's But it's, the, the the thing is if a witch like if she is a witch there's no way that they could not film her riding her bike and she looks like a witch because <laughs> a witch would always look like a witch you know Yeah and like her her new her most recent husband Howard he like he he reminds me of someone I can't I don't remember Howie. Like, who who he, <laughs> like when he talks she is basically just like staring into his soul like if you say one wrong thing you're going to go disappearing too just like my other husband <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah the whole thing is so scandalous like every no one's a good guy or a bad guy. It's just everybody. It's just such a incredible story of just like like years of drama and crazy shit. It's just I, I can't really describe it. Um, but you definitely need to watch the whole thing to get it. It really starts to get more interesting once you get to like the fourth episode. Yeah, I'm reading here on Reddit. Um, according to our television. Our uh, Tiger King ranks as TV's most popular show right now. Dude, even like, that's just yeah. wild. That it's it's a true crime story is the most popular show in the world, and that's I think because of Netflix. Because really, Netflix does really steer people to watch things. You know, yeah. it's like, I mean, TV channels are one thing when they have you know prime time slots or not, but because Netflix isn't time based. It's really just how the app works. And so this is shoved in your face and you see a guy that looks like that dude and <laughs> you yeah. just are like, sure, I'll click it. I've got nowhere to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, it's just, it's unbelievable. Um, see, the, the problem is there's too much good TV right now because I want to watch it all. You know, my other guilty thing that I'm having is uh, 90 Day Fiance. It's this show on T the Learning Channel, and it's it's like reality TV show of people who meet you know someone online. Um, common places are Nigeria, Ukraine, Russia, Brazil, and you know they want to get a visa, so they have like ninety days until the ability to get married and have their visa marriage visa approved is done and it's just very good trashy tv you know it's it's the same network that brought honey boo boo i don't know if you ever got into that back in the day but it's that um, same kind of dirt <laughs> <laughs> damn um when i when i like to watch trashy drama i prefer um i prefer like jersey shore like that's i don't know why i like that i used to make fun of anybody who watched that but I've, I've just become totally obsessed with it. And I just think it's like, it's, it's probably like one of the best reality shows like of our time. Yeah. I just wish there was, I wish there was a modern equivalent of like 
you know, what are the idiot people, you know, younger people doing of 2020? You know, they're not, I think like the, the Jersey Shore thing, that style is kind of old now. I mean, those guys are in their 30s. They have kids. I mean, you see it with the actual Jersey Shore people. Like, you know, Snooki is like a mommy blogger now. Or is it JWoww? One of those two. They're like mommy inter- entertainment influencers, you know, about being moms. They're not about that crazy Jersey Shore life. But it's like, okay, I know there's still like... 20 year olds doing reckless shit because with this coronavirus thing there was the news coverage of all the beaches in florida were packed during spring break and i'm just thinking okay there's got to be a good story there like who is in fact that would be a good episode of jersey shore where like i you know a virus epidemic means they have to stay home and then they're getting cabin fever at the shore house you know (laughs) and like they have to take they have to have isolated shifts at the shore store, you know, and like you've got Polly D wearing a mask and shit, you know, but like he wants to take the mask off to like flirt with chicks. But then like when a grenade walks by, he puts the mask on. <laughs> he doesn't care how he looks. That would just be great. I, I wish they just found like the next generation of those, you know, kids and did a show. I mean, they've tried. I saw Floor Bama Shore, but it just, Obviously, it's not anywhere near as good because it would be popular, and I, I barely hear about it. Yeah, I um, I saw I saw a couple episodes of that. I don't I don't know. It just doesn't like resonate with me the way that uh, Jersey Shore did. But um, see, you know what? I'll tell you why. Because Jersey Shore, I, I think part of it is I've got some Italian family. You've got some or a lot of Italian family, and you do kind of see some of the the petty ways that you know stereotypical hot-headed people who are italian would act you know my yeah. favorite one is uh ronnie uh <laughs> there was this scene where he's having a fight with sammy right back yeah. in the day when i watched the show and he just does this he, he's messing with a towel right like a on his forehead and then he blows her a, like a an angry fake kiss you know <laughs> You know, yeah. like as like that's his expression of anger is a fake blowing you a kiss, <laughs> like, and like she's just so mad, like you gave me a fake kiss blow, you know, like it just that's the kind of goofy shit that just people who aren't in control of their emotions, and <laughs> you know, like, yeah. So yeah, I um, I too was a fan of Jersey Shore. I wish that the next generation was back. To me, that's what this 90 Day Fiance stuff is as far as trashy trashy reality TV. Mostly because, you know, they find people who you know, they say it's all acting and stuff, but if you find people who are ridiculous enough in reality, they don't need to act. Just give them put them on the camera and they don't know how to be anything but their wreck of a self, you know? I mean, they might, like, like the, the, the camera crews might, you know, guide them into, like, okay, you guys are going to go to this place tonight. But, like, the just the people that they are, like, in, just naturally, like, like, someone like Ronnie or, like, the situation, like, that's just, like, who they are. And, like, the... Like once they once you get them fucking drunk a bunch around a bunch of girls like it's they're just like their personalities are gonna 
make the show what it is. Yeah, I mean, because they're people that thought they were celebrities. And then when they became celebrities, it's just like, yeah, I'm a celebrity. I get to add this way. That was the only thing why the show went downhill, though. I think they became too big as celebrities. Like, what I like about, like, TLC and 90 Day Fiancé is none of those people are going to be total celebrities. They're, like, mid-level celebrities. Uh, you know, there's even one one of the people uh, in 90 Day Fiancé, they're a few towns over from me is where they actually live. And you see it there. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know, I know people who go to their hair studio that this chick goes to. And it's like, okay, she's out there in the world doing the same ridiculous stuff that she's doing on the show. There's proof of her being a diva at the salon. There's proof of her, like, getting in arguments at a restaurant. That's what, uh, that's what like, I just wish that they learned... They learned what made Jersey Shore good and did it again, but MTV just haven't had any gold since. And I'm trying to think. Yeah, MTV was the shit back then. Like every not just that, but like every every show just had this like certain certain look to it. Like the way it was filmed and like it was just like this this I don't know. It was very it kinda like defined the decade almost. Yeah, to me I think it was the last good because here's the thing. People would always complain, oh, MTV doesn't even play music anymore. First of all, was MTV ever known to be playing great music? No, it played popular music that, you know, the record companies paid millions of dollars to have featured on MTV. But I thought they hit the sweet spot when, like, you know, Jersey Shore would have music play and it would tell you what song it was. And you get, like, a 30-second clip. So it's like, listen... Watch Jersey Shore. If you pay attention to the music clicker at the bottom, what the different songs are, you're effectively doing the same thing as listening to a bunch of music videos. But the difference is, okay, maybe I'll check that song out later, add them to my playlist on Spotify or whatever. Then you move on. I think that's a good format because I'm not necessarily going to want to watch an hour of music videos. Music videos are kind of corny. And especially when you notice a lot of them don't break the formula where they have like five different sets, you know, like at least a pop music video, like a Katy Perry music video, there's five different sets of her. And so halfway through, they're just recycling the same looks and sets again. Obviously there's cool music videos, you know, ones I've always liked were like the tool sober and those kind of animatronic or whatever it's called puppetry. Um, but yeah, I feel like they hit a sweet spot with this is still music, but it's also entertaining instead of these stupid big budget music videos. But yeah, it's they just happen to deliver the goods lately. Anything that I'm I'm interested in, you know, because to me it's about the trash because there's a million things stimulating my brain all day, you know. We both have, you know, either our school or our jobs. We have, you know, in your industry, you're always reading about shit related to your industry. There's a million, you know, I'll watch a Vice documentary about, you know, the situation in a random country, right? Cool. That's all awesome of me. But sometimes I literally just want to be completely brain dead and just laugh at stupid stupidity. So, yeah, yeah. there's something there's something uh liberating and 
I don't know. It's just fun to watch people and go, look at these fucking idiots. Like it's so much, or or like, or someone who's just like extraordinarily, like talented in something, or just like some genius, or some like unbelievable like sushi chef, or something. Just just it's fun to watch something that you're not, whether it's like someone being a fucking idiot or someone doing something amazing. Um, I mean, anybody sort of wonders like, oh, like have you you know have you ever. Uh, watch this documentary it's about um it's about psychology it's about like you know whatever and i i really don't like watching anything that has to do with my like career because it's just like it's just an extension of my work day pretty much like i don't want to yeah i don't i don't want to watch someone i don't want to watch some like hollywood depiction of like therapy like it's just so weird to me yeah it's true i mean it's also just you're the human brain is very limited in terms of what it can remember, what it can do in a day. I mean, we're not supercomputers. And I feel like if you don't give yourself time to laugh at stupid, stupid shit, you're, you're almost short circuit. I mean, yeah. Long story short, MTV, I want Jersey Shore to done the right way not florida bama shore tlc keep making your trashy 90 day fiance stuff uh juniper i recommend it if you're looking for something completely stupid because it has a lot of the same charm of jersey shore where it's mostly to me it's about narcissistic people and that's what what's good about it is you're laughing at narcissistic people because at the end of the day they're getting paid they're on tv okay they won't have to work a normal office job ever again, probably, if they manage it right. Uh, so they're going to have a good life. I can laugh at them. They also have their narcissism feeding them. Uh, that's what just creates the best situations. You know, just narcissistic people of all shapes and sizes. Being narcissistic, it just it's just like the Elka-Seltzer in the water. You know, it explodes all over my face and I'm, I'm all about it. <laughs> yeah. Like they, they don't like they're encouraged to not even try to be good people, which is what makes them so awesome and entertaining to people who have to work boring jobs and don't have that kind of excitement. But also like, do you think, I mean, there, there are so many elements to old reality TV that just couldn't it just wouldn't make it onto TV these days just because of like all the social rules that we have now and um, the censorship and, and just like anytime I watch reruns of Jersey Shore, for example, like just some of the things they say and like do to each other, like you just wouldn't, I don't know. I feel like it wouldn't even make it to regular TV these days. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, what was his in the situation? Some of the stuff he did would be considered today borderline, you know, not consensual behaviors and also just crude and offensive in many ways. But it's to me, I laugh at the outrageousness of what an idiot he is for being that way. You know, if he was like a kind, respectful guy, if I need to see kind, respectful people, you know, I'll just like go to the park and see some guy. <laughs> 
saying hi to me, you know? Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Like, <sighs> I was trying to think of a place where the most respectful people are, and I couldn't think of one immediately. The What's your, okay, <laughs> the dog park? Um, or what were you going to ask? I was going to ask you, when I say that, when I say a place where there's a lot of kind and respectful people, what comes to your head? Where is that place? Um, hmm. I want to say, wow, it shouldn't take me this long to figure this out. Kind and respectful people. Um, like, like, just if I tell you, picture a bunch of, you know, great, great citizens of the United States, right? All together sitting somewhere. Where, what are they sitting at? Or standing? You know, where is that? Probably at yoga or like a coffee shop. I don't like just places, places where people go to, but I don't know. I feel like certain places draw certain people. And when I run into the nicest people, it's always been at coffee shops, like nice ones, you know, like, mm -hmm. where, like, um, and, uh, any kind of like yoga or martial arts place. I will say when I've ever talked to people in a line, it has been at a coffee shop or I'll even say, I'm sorry, Starbucks. But the line at Starbucks and that type of thing, I do feel there's more comfort in people talking to each other versus like the line at Walmart. I feel like anytime I've been to Walmart and been in that line, everyone is looking at each other like they've got coronavirus. And, <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, oh man so yeah okay so with this podcast we're still fine at the tone you know i think i was a little bit more serious in the beginning you know it's like a mountain you know like it's got boobs and it's got butts and it's got all kinds of curves in all the right places we're figuring out you know what curves you want to hold on to you know and and maybe inspect a little bit more you know that's okay i like him thick so it's good you know i mean thin's too you know cool too but yeah, you know, we're figuring out the tone. We're figuring out the, you know, what is an hour of doom? Is it doom because, you know, like we're talking gloomy? Is it doom because, you know, we're just sitting at watching Netflix and, you I know, having it's... dread of. Dude, between, yeah. between the song I wrote for the intro and the title, I think it's more me being so fucking bored and just wishing I were <laughs> 17 again, um, just doing nothing but going on MySpace and listening to goth music. Don't forget Vampire Freaks. And Van... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You know, the... I'm going to cap this out, but you know one thing I found vaguely following Vampire Freaks? Um they have a convention still every year in some hotel. And oh my God. I can only imagine what that is. It's people that remember each other from 15 years ago on the internet, I want to say, still in their profiles. 
who are probably all really old adults now. Because that's the thing. What I've noticed as far as with, you know, goth or whatever, now it seems like the the look has translated over to more mumble rap. Like you'll see people who look gothic and have, you know, face tattoos. Not that that's a gothic thing, but just that they're, they're you know, they got black con- contacts, just, you know, lots of tattoos. That really has really become a mumble rap thing. So it's interesting, but that convention got canceled because of coronavirus. So maybe the final nail has been put in the coffin of Vampire Freaks.